This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Bring in uh, James Ham of the Enders. James, uh, before we get into last night's game and tonight's game, or watching and listening, there's a bunch of packages behind me with, mm. with Jiffy Lube logos on them. There's they're, they're wrapped. What what are these presents behind me? It's a Jiffy Lube Christmas. Ooh. It's a Jiffy Lube Christmas so, on the inside. Like so I'm just doing. I'm just like see, uh, KC, D'Lo, James, Kyle, Jesse. They're not for us. It works out perfectly. Oh, it does. Man, what? They're I not for I us. When They're are we opening us? these presents that are behind me? Are I, these our presents? No, I, they are presents for the listeners. I think what we're going to do, I think I think on Monday we're going to open one and see what it is, and then uh, it'll kick off a uh, a really, really cool giveaway that we're going to have during uh, the month of December, building up to Christmas. Can I shake it? You can try to shake one. <laughs> it's not. It's not light. It's not. Oh. Oh, it's not. Oh, my no. gosh. Look at that. Hold on, man. Hold on. Light. Hold no. on. Oh, wow. Hold on. I want to. Hey, there's more stuff. No. Oh. No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Careful. Don't move it too much because I don't, I don't think. Oh. I didn't even know. <laughs> hey. Oh, okay. Uh, don't touch well, until Christmas. I'm tuning into the Insiders on Monday. That's right. Hey. All right, Hammer. I see you. Shout Please. out Jiffy Lube. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Jiffy Lube. Amazing, right? Yeah, yeah I those, like that. You sure our names aren't right on those? Those packages magically showed up. Uh, I, think I it, could easily put our names on it. There's a know. perfect number. I just <laughs> say James, Kyle, Dilo, Casey, Jesse. There we go. <laughs> we just won't tell Charlie. We got it. <laughs> That's right. We just won't tell Charlie. We'll leave Charlie out in the cold. We'll have something else for Charlie. All right. Hey, James. are you guys uh, mm-hmm. gift wrappers or, or bag people? I can't. Depends rap on to the occasion. Oh, I'm you a can, rapper. You can rap. You guys, yeah. I can't. I can't yeah. rap. To save James my life. just said he's a rapper. Yeah. Just so. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Very good. I rap everything. Ham bar is coming. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. I need to stop saying that word. <laughs> <laughs> um, James. Wow. Yesterday, Golden One Center, halftime. How you feeling? Oof. Lord I didn't even get up from my seat. I noticed that. I was I came over, gave Jake a big hug, gave Matt George a big hug, saw Antonio Harvey. I was like, did James sneak out? There's no way James snuck out the other way. I didn't run downstairs and get a halftime hot dog. Well, I didn't grab a cookie or, or refill my hot tea. No, I, I sat there with Sean Cunningham and like we Watch we are free. Yeah, we are the. Yeah, what did you think of the halftime performance? Oh, I put my earbuds in. Oh no, you missed out. 
Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> you missed out. I didn't miss out on anything. I saw We'll it. play you the unedited version uh, <laughs> as soon as we go off the air. Yeah, I was like, what in the world is happening? And yeah. I, asked, I asked Sean, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> I bet Sean knew. What are we I bet doing Sean here knew who on, that a, was. on a Tuesday night? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm totally baffled. <laughs> Get your money while you... I was turned yeah. up. I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. I, I have no idea what was happening. It was... Uh, yeah, like, Sean and I, we are... We're the, um, like, the two old guys on the Muppets who sit up in mm-hmm. the little booth and... We're like curmudgeons when we're watching a game. <laughs> Sean was actually positive this game. He kept saying, oh, no, they'll, I think they'll get it down to less than 20 before half. And then mm. we were in the third. He says, oh, I think they'll be down less than – they'll get it single digits before the end of the third. And I was like, I don't think so, man. <laughs> and sure enough, they just kept they kept figuring it out. And I don't know. Like, that was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to be there in the building for. Mm-hmm. But – uh yeah, I thought the whole time, like we were watching, it was 24. You're like, okay, can they make a, a run and get it to 10 just to make sure that they, they somehow get into the uh, the tournament? Mm-hmm. And then I thought, man, is it going to get crazy? Like it's going to bounce back and forth between like 10 and 15, like forever. And you're like, oh, it's it's over 12. It's less than 12. <laughs> and I, I figured Steph would like drill a three-point shot with like 0.3 seconds left to make it <laughs> like a a 12 point win for the Warriors. But no, they just kept fighting. I think it, like valiant effort by the Sacramento Kings and way to come out on top. Yeah. Real real quick before we dive deeper into that game. You've seen them all, James. Was that a top 5 win at the Golden 1 Center? With mm. the ones we've talked about were game 1 and 2 of the playoffs. The herder shot the bogey shot over the Lakers, and then last night. I don't think I don't think it makes top five because there's mm-hmm. a, the go get to Marcus Cousins game. Uh, that is that's a great that was one. the Golden One Center. Yeah, that is yeah. A great one. Oh, yeah. I thought of that, that game earlier, one. but in my head that was at Arco. Yeah, no, no. Oh, no. oh. Hey, well, look, that was all. Of, yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I, I, I hate to do this. Maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment. Like bogey That's the one I would to take go. out too. I think I'd take bogeys out. Bogey yeah, game. the bogey game winner. I take bogey, the bogey, bogey game winner go. out. I think because Warriors, the Kings are good. The Kings weren't good when both. Well, we they actually we thought they were good. Actually, they they were still lingering around five hundred around Christmas on that on that bogey shot. So eh, they were they were good ish, but they're good now. Warriors in season tournament down 24 i think that plays a role into it too they were down 24 in this game came all the way back to to win that game i think it might go above was that the effort we deserve it game or was that a different game no that was at houston did belly Belly, hit the shot yeah belly okay hit the game winner at houston oh yeah i remember belly was the one who said it but i was like did belly hit the shot (laughs) i can't remember he did and i think fox hit yeah, it, Fox hit a game winner over Joel Embiid to beat the 76ers. His rookie year, I remember that. Yeah. That was a game where Willie Cauley-Stein just couldn't talk about anything but his offense, even though he had... <laughs> why? He, he was, he was why, asked, Willie, why Willie catching this? Why, why Willie catching this today? <laughs> we, we asked Willie about his defense on the final two plays, which was spectacular. And the first thing he says is, oh, yeah, I think, I'm, uh, I, think I can beat Porzingis. I think <laughs> I can beat the unicorn. Live. We're like... Let that man live. What? What? What question are you answering? I'm confused. Like, what is happening here? Um, yeah. So that was a great game. Um, didn't we have the? There was a Buddy Hield one where he 
Which our buddies were on the road. His, his Even are you sure all of them were on the Denver road? Denver and was Detroit the Kobe game on the road? On the road? Kobe game that, that was in Minnesota. That was that on the was road. in Minnesota. Yep. Where's the one where he jumped over the Detroit the camera cable? Detroit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was that was wild. Huh. I think this tough eye game. Yeah, because that run, buddy, run, or was that a different? Yeah. Scout. I still don't know what the hell Mark was talking about at the end yeah. of that no, game. No, no, that was uh, buddy. He stole the game. He stole the game. Oh. From buddy you. ball what? call game, I believe was run, that. buddy, was, run. That was Mark. The other one was your boy. Yeah, my boy. You stole the game. Mm-hmm. He stole the game. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just love that. If you don't like that, now belongs to Drewski. <laughs> Drewski was like, "That's mine." <laughs> James hates this whole conversation. <laughs> you awful. heard it too. I know you heard it too. Um, I, top five, though. Top Drewski, five. Is that the night. commercial? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Commercial. No, I, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I, I brought the, I brought the, the wife in. I'm like, hey, is this, uh, is this uh, intellectual property theft here? Because I think that is only if he registered it. Uh, well, I can imagine. I, I, only if I can imagine him it. doing that. I, well, I could imagine him doing that too because. Well, he named his podcast that is Dumbass Better Of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. If you're going to register your podcast under a name, you better you better own that name. Trisky said it's mine now. Hey, no. Uh, <laughs> no. But no, I, I mean, this is, I mean, they've had some really, they've had some good moments there. But you're right, Cuz, come back out here. Yeah. For, is in the I, top I, five. I absolutely thought that was I think goal. this is bigger than the bogey win. Okay. I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah, I mean, this could be number one by the time next Thursday gets here. <laughs> yeah, you right. know, what this I, team going to Vegas in the in the in the <laughs> tournament finals against the Pacers for the battle of trade machine supremacy. Then that's right. Yeah, this could be the biggest game in history. I, I, you know, the one good thing about this win is the Warriors just when they're up, they are some punks, man. They do mm. not act. Like they've been there before. Mm. You, they got a strut to them. They're they're clowning you. Uh, Draymond Green hit the three and went over to the bench and was like, <laughs> like, like in their face. Didn't but, hit another one. <laughs> but Clay was the same way. Like there's this arrogance to them. Did you Steph see the Steph Curry uh, Trey his, Lyles play? Yeah, just like <laughs> amazing. All hey. of it, all of it. So you're like, man. I don't really care one way or another because I'm a I'm here to cover a game as a journalist, but somebody needs to shut these dudes up. Mm. And sure enough, Malik Monk said, "I got you, got him." Yeah. They, uh, I, I always remember when they. Uh, I don't know why this sticks out to me, but it's something they always do. They always do like what you talk about. They always do. I remember when uh, Steph shook the hell out of Dylan Brooks this year. Mm-hmm. And the way they acted, mm-hmm. the way Steph acted after that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the 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 golden boy, Steph, he was not this old humble, you know, guy in that if situation. If Dylan Brooks had thrown Steph into the fourth row, I would have had no problem with it. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, he did ridiculous. a lot. Like, Steph did a lot on yeah. that play. And I know that I've talked to you guys about this, but mm-hmm. the, the Steph Curry kickout play, mm-hmm. first of all, Does a 90% insane of that, that Steve Curry challenged that. It's insane that he challenged it. Secondly, challenge it for a flagrant foul on Steph yep, Curry. Yep. Secondly, when is the league going to actually say something to him about falling down on the floor and and you're he is going to hurt somebody? 
Like, I don't understand. He almost hurt Sasha Vizenkov on that play. Like, hmm. what is going on here that you fall down and, and just flop on the floor on every three-point they shot? They get rewarded for it. I, I guess, That's man. why. they get The officials fall for it. They fell for it with Clay. Or I, I don't remember who was guarding him. I feel like it was Malik, but they fell for it with Clay in the second quarter, I think. I'm excited to see the NBA, uh, the, the release from the NBA about how they find uh, Draymond Green for flopping. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'll be interesting. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, he had, yeah. like, a near-death experience, he clearly. Did. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, like, I thought. Until Steve Kerr said, get your ass up. Oh, okay. No, he was I'm right okay. by the Kings bench. I was waiting for, like, the ghost of Chemezi Metsu to go out there and start CPR on the guy. Like, what exactly is happening here? Like, Javel, somebody go start CPR on the dude. I think he's dead. <laughs> Like what an absolute embarrassment! That was uh, I just like what are that you doing? That was so ridiculous. Yeah. To your to your point about Steph Curry though, Steph Curry is is unbelievable. He's unbelievably great. He is. He's one of the greatest we've ever seen. The when he makes shots that way, I can't express how difficult it is. Where you're not straight, you know, and you can still make the shot. Like I get it. He kicks his legs either to the front or out to the side. 90% of the time he's taking a shot. That's a foul. That's a foul. You can't you can't do that. You can't kick out and not only is it a, it's a foul on Steph Curry was what I'm saying. And not only does he not get the foul call, they call it on the defense sometimes. Yeah, I'm waiting for the one time because I I think a lot of this is because the game we as as kids, kids now they don't play multiple sports, <laughs> right? So an AAU basketball player, like, sometimes they play multiple sports. But mm. for the most part, like, we've talked about, like, my sons play soccer. My oldest played, you know, I don't know, 500 games. Mm -hmm. Like, all he did was play soccer. But, like, you throw him a football, eh, it's not great. You watch him play basketball, you know, it's not great. So, like, we get to this point, though, where there are things you learn in other sports that that translate. Right. Like, you know, not to go over the middle in the football. It doesn't matter what grade you're in. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go over and there's a mean dude in the middle of the field, he's going to clean you and you're you're going to like be wiped out and you're going to lay there on the ground like, oh, my gosh, what just hit, what just hit me? You also know that if you go into second base hard, if you try to slide through the bag, you're you, there's a good chance that dude's going to hit you with a knee mm. or he's going to slap his glove down or there could be a fight at second base. Yeah, I think that that's part of what's happened here, where the NBA, like so many of these players, they don't have those unwritten rules of, of other sports. Mm -hmm. If I'm telling you, if I was running out on a shooter and he flopped on the deck like that, like I'm going like atomic knee drop on the dude. <laughs> dude, I'm going off the top rope. Look, oh, you're going to fall in front of me. Oh, I tripped and I, boom, I hit you. Oh, I don't know what happened. I'm uh -huh. sorry. I Drop the macho man elbow on him. Huh? I don't. I don't know why you're hissed off the floor. Yeah, I'm get, not sure, but it could be because I body slammed you in the middle yeah, of you flopping. I'll give you something to be more about. No, exactly. You, you want to be I'm on the at. floor? I'll give you a reason to be no, on the that, floor. No, that's where I'm at. Like if you did that in baseball, you go out to a softball field. Man, some dude goes into second base hard. Like never fighting words. Like mm. so, I think that there's a lack of like respect for what's happening on the court. Like again, all all the flopping, all of the overacting. Like, again, with the, the Chris Paul dropping on the deck and flopping like a fish, like he's SpongeBob SquarePants out there. You're like, what are you doing, bro? Like, I love every time De'Aaron's like, you know, like. That is one of my new favorite <laughs> De'Aaron Fox. Things. What are we doing here? But yeah. that's because I, I just think that there isn't 
first of all, you can't punch somebody, mm-hmm. which is sometimes sometimes somebody needs that. Oh, yeah. They need to learn the like the laws of the. Yeah, the don't road. encourage violence here on D Lo and Casey. <laughs> well, now that, that, that we don't understand your point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, someone's got to get punched in the jaw. Somebody does. <laughs> Draymond Green lives by that. Every once in a while, somebody's got to get, I guess, jumped on. Your chest, I, I guess. Well, like, that you know, too. Another well, I, more I of Draymond's life lessons. <laughs> um, but for him to be the guy who's laying there dead on the ground, like, that was crazy. All time. Especially Bro. from a flop. <laughs> the whole time it's a flop, and then he comes back, and, and he's he fine. It, he's and miraculously then, healed. And then he gets like someone like you have been healed. Thank you, Jeebus. You have seen the power. And he pops up. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, I'm like, what is what is happening here? <laughs> and then he comes down and he gets his technical. He won't stop yapping about it. And mm-hmm. like, dude, you flopped. And what made it worse is like 45 seconds before Sasha Vizenkov was, they reviewed a play to see if he flopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's like, hey, where's the, yeah. the other flop thing? Yeah. Why aren't we looking at that? So mm. I, I, if I'm the NBA. Which I'd, I didn't like that call, by the way. I thought it was a charge on Andrew Wiggins. And uh, they called it a block. Thought there was, it was, there was a little bunny hop there by by Sasha. Like he he kind of like hopped right at the last second, and then yeah, that's a play on. That's either that's either a charge or a play on. I don't think that's a block. That's never called a block. That's called a charge or a play on all the time. But then for them to like look at it for flopping, like yeah, come on, man, the guy made contact either way. Yeah, you knew right. he did. And Corey Joseph sat there and set those crazy screens where. I don't know. It looked like he magically appeared like four times, and the mm. Kings ran him over. <laughs> and then they just kept getting the call. It was like, oh no, that's legit. Like Corey <laughs> Joseph just, just almost got killed. Like I, I don't know what was happening where they magically found that play. Right. And I mean, he doesn't hardly ever play. So where did he come up with that? Like I'm gonna go stand right here huh. and draw a charge. Yeah, there was very much a holy crap. Corey Joseph is on the Warriors Corey play. Joseph. Yeah. Um, you brought up Shout Sasha. Yeah. Let's talk about Sasha's impact last night as he played. Uh, Kenny and I, were, we did the math. Zero minutes before coming into the game into the third quarter where he then played the final 15 and had a massive impact on the outcome. This is the Trey Lyles effect. Mm. It is. They went small ball five. Small ball five, a guy who can pass, a guy who can space the floor. All of a sudden, everyone looked better. So, like, we've, we've talked about this a bunch of times. The guy who has to have the, the pick-and-roll rim runner is Malik Monk, and he thrives with, with a guy like JaVale or a guy like Chemezi Metu. Like, these are types of players that... But when the Warriors cut that off, Mike Brown... I, I thought this was one of Mike Brown's best coaching jobs I've seen. Mm. First of all, they got punked early. Your team, I don't even think it was that they weren't ready. I think the Warriors just didn't miss for a long time. And you had a couple of mistakes. The next thing you know, it snowballed, right? But he played 12 players, seven players off the bench. When Davion Mitchell wasn't working, he went to Keon Ellis. When JaVale McGee wasn't working, he went to Trey Lyles at the five and went with Sasha Vizenkov alongside Trey Lyles. I didn't know if that tandem would work. Holy cow, that worked. Yeah. And a lot of it is because you were able to run the same exact offense through Trey. And that's why Sabonis is is struggling. He can't get any spacing at all. Man, I'm telling you, the Trey Lyles uh, like return. This is going to be one of those things that it's a underlining thing that goes really unnoticed for most of the season. 
but it can change this team into a a big time like top tier western conference one two three seed contender mm. i'm not saying title contender i'm saying his presence can it just gives so much more versatility to this roster mm. it allows a player we talk about how De'Aaron Fox wasn't De'Aaron Fox until Sabonis got there. This is really, it's like a secondary thing. It's like at a lesser level, it's their second unit did not look like the right second unit until you got Trey Lyles back. Mm. And he makes guys like Sasha better. He makes guys like Malik Monk better. He makes all of them better. And that's a big deal. They have a, a, a role player, a rotational guy who has that type of impact on a game. Mm. I, I think it's really cool. Even... Like, I think he will really help Chris Duarte when Chris Duarte moves back to the second unit. That That's a player he can play, you know, that can play off of Trey Lyles, and we'll have to see how it all works out. But hopefully Trey's, uh, you know, healthy and, and able to keep rolling like this because he's been really impressive. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big Trey Lyles guy over here for sure. Um, I talked about it earlier, and I want to get your opinion on it, James. The Kentucky connection. Fox and Monk, when those two get going the way they did last night, I think they had, they had 50-plus 50, 50 points last night together. When those two get going the way they are, I think it's one of the more lethal tandems in the NBA right now. I think what they pose with their ability to get to the basket, to, to do things off the bounce, big shot makers, I think that's just as formidable as Durant and Booker or Luka and Kyrie or anything like that. I think they have that level of impact. I think, and more importantly, I think other teams are aware of that. They're like, hey, we got to make sure we're locking down one of them because we can't get let them both get going because it's going to be a long night. Do you see them that same way? It's weird to say with a starter and a bench player, but do you see them that, that same way when they get cooking in that Kentucky connection mode like that. I don't know where they rank amongst the other duos, but what I will tell you is that when you watch them play, they're having two playmakers on the court at one time makes the Kings so incredibly difficult to stop because the other guys are either like Sabonis, who's who's setting crazy screens and, and setting everybody up, or it's, it's great shooters, right? So you've got shooters all around. Um, when you have two playmakers... It's really difficult to like figure out where to slow down. Like how how do you stop this versus that? And like if they start doing pick and roll on one side, and then all of a sudden they kick it out to De'Aaron Fox, and he starts running at the rim after you've already collapsed the defense on one side, it just makes it really really difficult to stop. Um, but I think what's unique about these two is that they allow each other to find success all the time. Like we're gonna watch a team tonight that can't figure out how to like share the ball, mm-hmm. right? Just because you get assists doesn't mean that you share the ball. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's kind of a weird thing, but we're going to see a team that almost has to take turns with four guys. Like, it's your turn for five minutes, now it's your turn for five minutes. There isn't a, like, fluidity to what's happening on the court, and it feels, like, segmented and, like, kind of choppy. And that's why they're not very good. Like the Clippers, they have great pieces, but they're not very good as a whole, mm-hmm. right? You look at the the Dallas Mavericks, they're they're starting to build some of that chemistry, and that's why they they got off to a hot start. But overall, 
I think you're always going to come down to the fact that that Luca is such a selfish player. He he just is, and and again, he can get ten assists every night, but that doesn't mean that he's actually involving people. It just means that somebody scored, like because he drew all the attention because no one thought he was going to pass a ball, and then he found a guy who was wide open for a dunk. So when I look at the tandem of Fox and and Monk, it's just that they're so unique because they've known each other since they were kids. They they like to play with each other. They like to like figure out ways to set each other up and, you know, the highlight reel dunks and everything else. But at the end of the day, um, it's it's just hard to rank them because they aren't two starters. They're they're not a starting backcourt. And and I know even that question was asked of Mike Brown last night about Malik Monk like maybe being a starter. And I'll say the same thing Mike says every time. This is the perfect role for Malik Monk. Like Malik Monk, like he owns the second unit. It's his. It's him and four other dudes, whoever those dudes are. You don't know from one night to the next. But he has so much more opportunity playing with that unit than he would with De'Aaron Fox, Damanis Sabonis, Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes. I mean, we're lucky. Harrison Barnes can't get eight shots half the games. And you think just sliding Malik <clears throat> Monk? Like, there's only one ball. You need to share. You need to be able to – it's got to be about a team. And that's why I think the – the Kings are really uniquely built as one of the the high tier teams, and that they aren't just all focused on. They're not just so star driven. Sure, they're driven by their two stars, but the other guys are also really good. It's not complementary pieces as much as it is like really good pieces that fit into a puzzle. We'll come back. We'll talk much more about the Sacramento Kings. By the way, this is all fun. Kings play in three hours, three and a half hours. We'll talk about the Kings and the Clippers uh, tonight uh, with our insider, James Ham of the Insiders, uh, here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Like we're one chapter tweet away from Aaron Rodgers starting at quarterback for the New York Jets this weekend. What was the what was the exact wordage? Something about Christmas Eve. Like he's 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 doing so his light. practice window opened up. He's doing light practice, and the, of course, they just happened to have video of Aaron Rodgers practicing today. Mm. You hmm. see Schefter's tweet earlier too, kind of covering the bases. Like it's not saying he's going to come back. Like there's also a high chance that he just doesn't come back at all. Like this is all. Well, kinda there's for probably show. a certain point where it's not worth it. Right? They're they're not making the playoffs. Like, yeah, like if you no say, and that's the that's the. <laughs> That's the other thing. You're going to put Aaron Rodgers out there. You're really blaming Zach Wilson for all of this, which is fine. I understand Zach Wilson has not been good. Okay. That man's going to get decimated. Mm. Not because he's injured, not because he's not great, but because that offensive line is awful. Yeah. You And he can't run. That's man. probably one. Of, hey, hey, stay as stationary as you can. Use that cannon of an arm. But if you got to escape, bro, just fall. Just just look like Brett Favre and Michael Strahan coming for you. That's just it. hit the ground. You're going to come back. Or three, take a Draymond Green bump. Just <laughs> just fall. Three months from an Achilles tear to the MetLife turf. 
That's come weird. on, man. That they, wow. Didn't they get another person in the uh, middle? Jalen Phillips, yeah, from Miami. He blew his wow. Achilles out on Friday. That's gracious. Yeah, just um, did you see that though? Like that that one. He just like he didn't even take his step. He didn't get. He didn't get to it. Just as soon, as, just soon as he just yeah. Like he just went to lean forward. It's like oh, he's down. Sorry, Kenny. <laughs> Kenny, close your eyes. <laughs> Oh um, man! Yeah, that's just, just don't don't do it, Aaron. Just don't do it. I think there's a lot of showmanship going on with this though. Like I'm not like so along too. the lines of like he didn't tear his Achilles like the Lebertard show. Like he did that. Like it's torn. But I think there's a lot of showmanship going on. Yeah, yeah I agree. Mm. Um, showmanship with the Kings yesterday. You know, two things that we didn't talk about. Two things um, that I think are pretty interesting, pretty noteworthy, is one, Mike Brown's remarks about. De'Aaron Fox and being a two-way oh. player. Oh, yeah. And he's 100% Shout correct. Shout out to Webster's. Shout out to Webster's. He's 100% correct. De'Aaron Fox, Mike Brown laid it all out, everything that he uh, had, was asked to do last mm-hmm. night. But he's out there guarding stuff. DPOG, up. by the way. I don't yeah, know that DPOG, we mentioned that. DPOG, yeah, got the crown. Shout out Ann Fong. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he. this is what I always talk about with him. And when you talk about – Steph, Ja, Trey, Dame Lillard, all these other guys, they're never asked to do what De'Aaron Fox is asked to do. Look at that game last night. Who was guarding De'Aaron Fox? It was Clay. Poor Clay. Can't even move no more. They still sticking him on De'Aaron Fox. Mm -hmm. Clay, Wiggins, Wiggins. GP2, you know, all in the clutch. Steph, I don't know who the hell Steph was guarding. At the end, he wasn't guarding Monk or Fox. I don't know where he was at. Might have been on Herder. And I'm not saying Steph ain't great. I'm just saying He's protected. no other point guard mm-hmm. is asked to do what De'Aaron Fox does or what De'Aaron Fox uh, insists to do. What I liked is that Mike Brown basically gave De'Aaron like three quarters off. He just had him defend Draymond. Mm-hmm. And then when he needed him late in the game, he went, all right, you ready to guard Steph? Because I kept saying, like, in order for this the Kings have to figure out a way to stop Steph. Somebody other than Steph has to beat you if you're the Sacramento Kings mm-hmm. playing the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And I know that Andrew Wiggins like gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. Right? But at the end of the day, I, I don't you don't fear him as much. Like at the, you know, you think, oh yeah, he's a good player. Hey, if but, he beats you, you tip your hat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um you gotta figure out ways to not get beat by the one guy that can really, really beat you. And I thought that, you know, sending a, a trap at him at the as soon as he crossed half court mm-hmm. was spectacular. Um, I, you know, Mike I, and his staff, they, I think they did a really good job of even, like, you open the second half, you close the first half on a 7-0 run, right? So you're down 24, you cut it to 17 at the half, but it's a 7-0 run. Herter hits that little layup mm-hmm. right as time expires. You come out in the, in the second half, the first play – you run like a full court press and they get called for an eight second violation. Mm-hmm. It just changed the entire like intensity of what's happening on the on the court. And next thing you know, they climb right back in the game. So um I I agree with Mike that the De'Aaron Fox has moments where he is a spectacular two way player. There's other times where you're like, Okay. Although we haven't really had one of those moments this year where he just lets like three guys blow by him or we had like the O'Connell game, right? Um against uh, Indiana, where it, you're just like, you can't mm-hmm. get beat by T.J. Uh, McConnell. 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 I'm sorry, McConnell. You can't get you beat think by... think of Aiden. Yeah. 
I've been covering the Raiders too long. <laughs> yeah, you can't think uh, you can't get beat by TJ McConnell yeah. for like 14 points yeah. if you're De'Aaron Fox. That's not the way this thing works. You can't be a star and have that be something on your resume. Yeah, but so it's, you it's different. You can't. But this is what I always say, James. And this was this is my point. I mean, he is a human being. Nobody is asked to do the things he's asked to do. So there may be a time when I, you asked me to score 30 and now you want me to lock down on defense, TJ might get 14 on me tonight because I'm just maxed out. Yeah. You know, nobody outside of Kawhi, Paul George, now we're getting into all these wings. None of these wings are asked to do what De'Aaron, and none of the point guards are asked to do what De'Aaron is asked to do. None of them. They all hiding off in the corner somewhere and then just doing their offensive thing. Hmm. I think – the one guy who has like stepped up in almost every aspect of the game that's out there who is doing De'Aaron Fox type stuff is which I, I never thought I would say this is Devin Booker. Like he is doing Facts. a lot. Facts. You know? Yeah. I, and so that's one guy I where agree. I would say like I mean he's averaging like almost nine assists per game. Mm-hmm. Like what he's doing on the court is really, really impressive. But for the most part, there aren't a bunch of two way point guards, a bunch of two way guards. And you're only going to be able to, if your guy is scoring 30 a night, which he's at 29-8 still, mm-hmm. there are going to have to be moments where he's not defending the elite of the elite on the opposition. Opposition, yeah. And even, like, putting him on Draymond, that's a risk. Like, Draymond Green, I'm surprised, didn't just try to back him down and bully him. Well, he didn't have the game for that. I guess. <laughs> but, I mean, he has some of that game, a little bit here and there. But, like, to just take that out of the out of the way, I, I thought it was, you know... I, Again, Mike did a really good job of mixing and matching. You know, like I thought Harrison Barnes was really good early on. Mm-hmm. He went away from him, never came back to him. And it was he like, didn't hey, have to. you ride in the hot hand. You're yeah. you're sticking with Sasha. You, you know, the. Something Steve Kerr said to hell with. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I, let's yeah. Take, let's take Moses Moody out. and. But I think it plays to a bigger question, a bigger uh, discussion. That, yeah, Steve Kerr. Like, let's just be honest. Steve Kerr made the mistake mm-hmm. of going back to Clay Thompson. Absolutely. But he feels an obligation, mm-hmm. especially when the day before you got Clay out there trying to start a fight with Tim Kawakami, saying, "Hey, like, what do you you want to bench me? No, Is that what you want to do? Fight Tim Kawakami a time or two? It's well, I you know, I mean, he'll just block you. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's fact. That's, that's what he'll do. But yeah, like, but the standard but see, is set. Like, like, you can't bench him because yeah. he just no, said it right. the day before. Like, oh, no, what are you going? What are you going to tell Steve to bench me? Yep. Like. What are you going to do? Like, well, Steve should have benched well, you. Yeah, he, he should have. Like, Steve, team, you have a job to do, too. Yeah, his team probably should have won. It would have won if it wasn't for the fact that he <laughs> he swapped those two players. I did wonder if Draymond Green was suspended for six games instead of five if the Warriors would be in the in-season tournament and we'd be fussy today. Yeah. We'd be Bonte Hill in the rain with an umbrella, <laughs> and they'd be, you know, doing Drake bars in San Francisco. <laughs> 40 bars. Six-game suspension instead of a five, and this might look completely different. Mm. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to derail us too much from the game last night. There was an absence, and it was Keegan Murray. I was absolutely under the my own impression that I built on no evidence at all that Keegan was going to come back tonight. He had gone through a practice. Uh, we we we. I mean, he gave an interview at least at shoot around. Had a media scrum at shoot around, and I had just formed this theory of okay, they want to see how he feels. He'll miss tonight. He'll be ready tomorrow, and he'll be full steam ahead for Denver and so on. You reported uh, uh, about an hour ago that that, in fact, is not happening. Uh, and Keegan Murray is again out tonight. What do we know about Keegan, uh, this this 
uh, was it, is it SI irritation? Yeah, it's um, an SI joint irritation. What do what do we what do we know about what do, what do we know anything about the practice and and maybe his response to the practice? Well, I mean, I think that that's going to be the question, right? It's a it's a low back issue, mm-hmm. and you don't know how something like this is going to like respond. Mm-hmm. And clearly, it it's not responding exactly the way that they had hoped. So they put him through a practice. You get to the next day. I thought like there was a shot that he would have gone to shoot around. And next thing you know, we would have had some buildup. You have to remember, though, that on games like on back-to-backs, there is no shoot-around. Mm-hmm. So I assume that Keegan Murray's been at the the practice facility getting treatment like most of the day. Like they're doing everything they can to get him back out on the court. But like as a guy who has back injuries and has all kinds of back problems, like you just don't know how it's going to respond until you get in there and, and you, you know, you give it, you give him a practice, you have him take a couple of hits, you know, like people running into him, and then you see what he he looks like afterwards, and clearly he's just not ready. I, I don't think that they rushed him back to practice or anything, um, but this was an injury that we heard right away was, oh, it's not very serious. So here we are like a week later, he's already missed like three and a half games, right? Mm-hmm. He'll miss his fourth game tonight, um, and you, you hope that somehow he can return for the Denver game, but... Like we're gonna let have to see how this thing plays out. You really want him to have a game under his belt or two before you get to the end season tournament, which is just next week. Yeah. So yeah, you got to figure it out. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how that's gonna play out. You know, because I I'm like you, I thought he'd be back by now. Both of you guys, and uh, with lower backs, it's never just like oh okay, good. Right. It's always something you're probably monitoring moving forward. Was that the was it no that was last week it was last monday so we're going on 10 days huh because it was in new orleans it was yeah the second before half of the first new orleans game yeah before so it was yes. thanksgiving week so we're going on 10 days yeah and that's like the sunday game yeah he's got them james handbag problems now oh, oh that's not good <laughs> no well keegan murray's career is over <laughs> that's the case but I also, I'll, I'll tell you. Every like, day, J- James is the most miserable person on the planet at 11.55 every day when he tries to stand up. Yeah, standing up is the worst. Uh, it's the absolute worst. That's really why he didn't go get his cookie last night. It wasn't the way the Kings were playing. He was watching Sugar Free, and he was like, I can't get up. He's like, I'm just here. I'm, I'm just, just here. here. Hey, real, real quick, another thing about the Kings that I thought was. <laughs> Put him on in the car on your way home or on your way to the arena. I may have made it like an off-cuff, like. Sugar-free, it's more like diabetes. Oh. <laughs> like, what is happening here? I may have said that. Like, Dejan Chong just, like, looked at me. Like, when, I saw, when I saw he was going to be the halftime show, I popped. I ain't going to lie. I texted nah, wife. I was like, yo, Sugar-free going to be at halftime. <laughs> Sent the video and everything. Sugar-free is 53 years old. <laughs> Steve Francis, 53. <laughs> um. So another thing that Mike talked about that I thought is pretty cool about this team um, and kind of goes to the rapport and the trust they have each other is he talked about how Malik Monk told them to stop crying to the officials. <laughs> Did you hear what he said? That he t- yeah. He said yeah. – uh, Hunter wrote about it. Yeah, yeah. And, and Malik went over there and was like, y'all, y'all doing too much. Like, be quiet. Let us play. You're not helping us by complaining. And – not only did Malik say that, but they, as coach, had the wherewithal to say, all right, I'm going to listen to him. Maybe we are doing a lot. And it just goes back to the rapport of 
that this team has, the coaches has with their players, the trust, the respect that these guys have. Mark talked about how um, uh, Malik Malik seems to be checking these guys a lot, but <laughs> Malik checked <laughs> them on his body language one time. Man, you always talking to us about body language. You got bad body language right now, man. Let's don't do that. Let's talk about it or whatever. Yeah. And I just I like that. I, I like that these guys um, can talk to each other and, and and work things out that way sometimes. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you know Malik only played eight minutes in the first half. He went I, to the locker room. Um, I didn't know that until I don't. I don't think that that was an issue though. Okay, was he? Upset about something? Is that why? Like he went to? Did he go to the locker room to cool off? I couldn't. I was just watching. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's interesting because Mike was asked about it in post game. He uh, he said like, "Look, that's not my job. My job is to go out there when he tells me to go in the game. I go in the game. So I'm not here to, to get coached. Uh, I mean, I'm not here to be the coach to get coached. Mm-hmm. And so whatever's happening, like that, that's fine. Like it is what it is. Like. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe he wasn't playing well. Maybe there was something that he was doing that, that the king that that Mike Brown had told him repeatedly not to do. Um, but yeah, I think that there is a really good balance on this team, and they do even like there's communication between the coaching staff between the players, and that's a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you want. Even the Sasha thing, like, like who would have thought that you again? He, he's barely playing, and then all of a sudden you just throw him in the game and you ride with him the whole time. Mm. But that's about communication. It's about, like, the guy is clearly learning your system now. You're starting to see that he's not in the wrong position all the time. And, like, he's starting to take strides. Mm-hmm. And he's coming up big, with, with big plays. And as a coach, Mike Brown has to, like, put his players in positions to succeed. And sometimes he can see as a coach that a guy like maybe Malik Monk wasn't in a position to succeed in that first half. Maybe there was something that was going on which was leading them down a path that wasn't good. And so he makes a change. And, you know, like, look, it's not always going to work out the way you hoped, and it's not always going to be perfect. But I think that they're, the path that they're on, the system that they've built, the, the culture that they're building and establishing right now is something that we haven't seen in Sacramento since, like, the Rick Adelman era. Oh. And, and, and it's also other things are developing out of that. Like, all of a sudden we're starting to see a next man up mentality where I don't think that was there even last year. Last year it was six guys who played really, really well and then a couple other guys that like started to fill in here and there. But you never had that moment where it was like you had everybody firing on the same you know page and, and guys stepping into roles mm-hmm. and finding success in a role that maybe they hadn't had before. This year feels a little different. Guys are starting to like build some momentum and mm-hmm. – figure out who they are and what they are to the team. What are the chances you think we get a normal basketball game tonight? Because mm. I feel like this game tonight's going one of two ways. <laughs> yeah. It's a letdown or holy crap, the Kings are feeling it. Is a schedule loss? No, I'm not. No, no, no I'm not doing <laughs> that. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But I, I feel like I, I'm just like, is, do we just get a normal Four quarter hard fought basketball game, or do we get like, oh, 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 Kings looked rough tonight, or oh man, they carried all of that momentum over to this one. You would hope it'd be that. I mean, they of were, course yeah. they were talking about it last night as they were doing the the like the DPOG the the chain mm-hmm. the crown, mm-hmm. like hey, don't forget we got a game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Malik said that on the podium a couple times. Well, that but the last time they had a back to back. 
It got thumped. Yeah, not good. Yeah, it was not, not good. a good look. And the every team in the league has back-to-backs. Like, you can't just write off 15 games a year and say, That was ah, a road in travel, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It was a back-to-back, and the, the schedule doesn't make distinctions, but that one was a smidge bit different. No, I, I think it is, but, like, this is a game where you need to show up. Mm-hmm. Like, don't have an excuse. This is a, a team that's totally scuffling. Like, they're not playing well at all. You need to show them that, like, the— no, They're playing better. The Clippers? Yeah. Yeah, they are yeah, playing better. Well. That, that, that's uh, that's a ball better. I had to pick with uh, a couple people. Like, they, they really focused on that Nuggets loss, which was a bad loss. But then the Clippers, nobody said—everybody said something when they were 0-6 with James Harden, and they said something in the Nuggets game, and nobody even mentioned the uh, Clippers when they won 4-5. or five. Wait, the, the whose Nuggets loss? The Clippers lost to the Nuggets the other day. That was a bad loss. Jokic and Murray didn't play. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh. neither Aaron. I don't think Aaron, Aaron Gordon played either. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, what, Reggie Jackson had like thirty-five or something like that's that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was a bad loss, but in nobody mentioned they had won four or five before that. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the number four of six? I think Will gave it to us earlier. Four mm-hmm. or six, but mm-hmm. something. I like just say too, like we watched the the Kings do something totally different last night with um, the way that they they handled their their big man rotation. You just watched DeAndre Jordan look like mm. prime DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. I think I might need to see JaVale McGee and Malik Monk mm. doing the pick and roll like I'm just hey, saying. Cut that. I want <laughs> that saying. I want that sound for the soundboard. Yeah, <laughs> I want that sound for the soundboard right there. No, but I, I mean if they're gonna if that's how they're gonna play defense in the pick and roll, okay. Mm. You might need uh, uh Alex Lynn to get Aaron Rodgers' doctor. This would be a perfect <laughs> Alex Lynn game tonight. Call Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, well, or whoever Ray Lewis. Well, that's illegal. <laughs> There's nothing illegal about Mr. Miyagi and that weird hand motion. James just get this one tonight, though, man. I mean, I, oh, I ain't saying so, they're a pushover, but like they're they're not so playing fire. their best basketball right now. Go get this one at home. Uh, I also, like, be so fire. You remember last year how they got to four games over 500 like so many times, and they couldn't mm-hmm. get the fifth game. Mm-hmm. They're already right there. This would be the fifth game. This would oh, put them what over. What can he say last year? They ain't going to go back. Yeah, get to five, never look back. And I love the matchup with Denver. I did Not like I love the matchup for Sacramento. I love those two teams together. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to Saturday. Man, it would be nice to have a two-game winning streak going into that game on Saturday. Kings now five and one at home. Is that right? Mm. Yes. yes. Five yes. and one. Yep. Home court starting to be yep. home court. Yep. Boy, what if five they were – Four and two with their, or five and two with the two losses coming. Four and two, totally different show today. With the two losses coming against the Warriors. I have different show. Completely different yeah, show. Just saying. Different show. We wouldn't be playing clips of Bonte Hill in the rain. That's for damn sure. <laughs> we just, we just sit here and say they beat our ass again. Uh, James, we appreciate you as always. Kings Clippers tonight. Y'all know where to be. Mm-hmm. Tap in tomorrow, ten a.m. Beginning with James and Kyle on the Insiders. Maybe they can give us some clues about what these wrapped boxes are behind us. Uh, And don't go anywhere. We'll run it back next on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Vamos Kings, light the beam. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 